Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate news and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence, hosted by food logistics and supply and demand chain executive. We cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability, really anything impacting today's supply chains. I'm Brielle Jekyll, Associate Editor of Food Logistics and SDCE, and it's back to school season. Uh, so in this episode, we're going to discuss how this season affects the supply chain. Anthony Lavelle, uh, VP of Applications at Vualta, uh, is going to join me to talk about how COVID uh, is going to affect the back to school season this year and how the season in general impacts the supply chains. So let's link into that conversation now. everyone. I'm here with Anthony from Vu Alta, who uh, is going to help me talk about uh, a little bit of back-to-school shopping uh, and how that impacts the supply chain. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Gail. How are you? Good. Would you like to repeat your job title for everyone? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm the VP of Applications at Vu Alta, so I lead the uh, development of supply chain planning applications on the Amazon platform. Well, that's great. So I guess we'll just jump right into it. Um, how do you think mm-hmm. that the influx of back-to-school shopping can impact the supply chain? <laughs> I think often quite detrimentally, unfortunately. I think especially in COVID, there's um, probably a lot of people uh, probably panicking right now. Um, but when I think of these events, I, I think of back-to-school as just another annual recurring event, such as Christmas or Easter. Um, mm-hmm. And similar to the more frequent events, such as product launches or promotions, and all of these events, if we don't plan for them and we're not prepared and we don't have our, our supply chain set up correctly, can cause disruption to our supply chains. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like another, just like another jump, like a holiday season. Um, yeah. Is there anything special? A difficult one this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, is there anything special that companies in the supply chain need to do to prepare for um, back to school? I mean, typically what they, the process that they will go through is, you know, they'll, they'll need to forecast the campaign and make their decisions, their ranging decisions. And, you know, the suppliers at some point will need to build the stock and take risk. Um, so here now we're starting to take, you know, the supply chain. I mean, I think supply chains compete, not really companies, right? Because we can pass the responsibility for some of this risk up and down the supply chain, but the supply chain as a whole needs to be agile, responsive, and, and profitable. So at some point, we need to put our chips on which products and how many we think are going to sell. Um, so we'll forecast the campaign, we'll, we'll build the stock typically, um, and then we'll need to position that stock. So then we're taking some location and product risk. Now our chips are on the fact that this product is going to sell in this location. Now, in a perfect world with zero lead times, um, you know, we could be 100% responsive and just, you know, the 3D printing, just make things as they're sold. We're not quite there yet. That's not quite realistic enough. So what we need to do, we can actually gain, so omni-channel retailers can actually gain some early indications by testing online sales and seeing some of the online trends earlier. Um, otherwise, we're reliant on the entire supply chain being responsive. Um, and the first step of that really for us is, is event-based planning and scenario planning. And what we're typically seeing is a real focus on this, especially with COVID, you know, on this agility and resilience of supply chain. Because it's not just COVID actually that's happening 
what we're seeing in supply chains is there's a lot more globalization, which is causing more complexities. Um, there's a lot more competition generally. You know, you're struggling with you know move to online. You know, um, an upstart anywhere in the world almost can be a competitor tomorrow. Now we've got trade wars. Uh, we've got weather events going on, and we've got the real black swan such as COVID. So, typically, when when we think about this, you know, we've not just got this one event. We've got multiple layers of events. So, the, the ability of the entire supply chain to um, be agile to respond to these events and to the unexpected is key. And part of that is actually in your planning systems and processes. Mm-hmm. So. Um... I, you mentioned this a little bit before, but obviously COVID's kind of changed a lot of things um, in general in our, our day-to-day lives and in the supply chain. Um, how has this, you know, planning for back to school and being able to prepare for back to school, how has that been impacted during the pandemic? Yeah, so I think, um, obviously, you know, I think at the start of the end, uh, pandemic, a few things happened. Yeah, so we had big shifts in demand. You know, mm-hmm. so instead of flights, you know, try buying a Logitech Brio webcam at the moment. You can't, but you can probably buy a flight ticket. So we've seen that, you know, we've seen massive shifts in demand. We've also seen massive shifts in distribution channels, yeah? So we've seen, you know, um, instead of buying cheese sandwich at the store, you know, people are buying the bread and the cheese and making it home. So we've seen these kind, kind of major shifts in demand. So we have to assess any of those changes in, in the planning for the campaign. But I think around the campaign and so what we're experiencing generally, and, you know, instead of being able to prepare for maybe three events a year, like back to school, Christmas and Easter, um, what we're seeing around these events is lots of other um, volatility and disruption that become mini events themselves. So, for instance, I was just reading yesterday that New York schools have just delayed their reopening 10 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So, you know, we planned for the 5th of September. Now it's going to be the 15th of September. Um, so not only do we have a more complexity in understanding the nature of demand, it's also going to be shifting around on us probably a lot more than usual. So, I mean, in the ideal world, you know, if we have good event-based planning processes and the systems and capabilities to support that, people may think I'm crazy here and it's madness, but this is, the way, this is where we're going. Is if I am as the you know, national uh, planner overseeing the U.S. and I had a discrete back-to-school plan for New York, the ideal thing would be I could just change that plan from the 5th of September to the 15th of September. It would uh, inform the stores, it would inform procurement, my warehouses, my inventory and suppliers, and we would tactically as much as we can, you know, some stuff's already positioned, but we would realign the supply chain in real time as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's how we overcome it. Right. Do you do you think that the way everything's going now, do you think it's going to change the landscape for future back to school years? I think definitely. I mean, if I go back to my previous point, you know, I mean, if we just look at Amazon, I think Amazon are leading the charge. OK, so right. if we move into this event based scenario planning, if you look at what Amazon do, you know, it, it's not just about having the systems and the processes. It's also about the empowerment. So they have the right data at the right time. You know, to get the right insights, and the people are empowered to make the decisions. So it's not just the empowerment to make the decision, you have to empower them with information as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think lots of people are looking, to, you know, in this more volatile world we're living in, I think lots of people are looking to Amazon, and I think there are some lessons there because it proves we now have the, I don't think we had the systems 
um, to process all of this and, and necessarily perform 10 years ago. But I think now we have the capabilities, we have the systems. I think we have a catalyst, which is COVID and just an increasing, you know, increasingly complex supply chain. Um, and I, so I think change is long overdue. Um, and I think agility and resilience are, are buzzwords at the moment and are really being put up under the spotlight. And what we're seeing, actually, we're starting to see en masse companies are moving away from kind of ERP functional silo-based planning and they're really moving towards uh, event management scenario planning and planning mm-hmm. platforms for the entire network. So instead of just managing the internal plan, you know, planning is becoming like Facebook. They want to integrate with their customers and suppliers and have full visibility of the network. So I think I think this is going to drive that because it's not just, as I said, you know, maybe the ROI isn't there just for next year's back to school, but we've got Christmas and then we've got Easter and then we've got promotions, we've got competitive actions, we've got another black swan at some point. Um, and it seems to be just increasing disruption to our plans. So we can't really, we can't just put a ban in place and sit back and accept stockouts or having to discount too much inventory anymore. We've got to become a bit more agile. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's interesting how much COVID has impacted the supply chain on so many different levels with like just like the technology that people are, are leaning towards and then also what kind of product we're buying because now when people are doing their back-to-school shopping, you have to buy a mask now too or if you're doing e-home learning, you're buying, you know, um, digital equipment for that, so it's really touched everything, um, and it's yeah. been. I mean, obviously, it's it's a horrible thing, but it's been very interesting to see, and it will be interesting to see what happens in the future. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And typically, what you'll see in these kind of situations when you're when you're planning. So, what I think is, you know, good insights can drive good event planning, and if you've got good event planning systems and processes, they drive great scenario planning, right? And that's the that's the basis for an agile and resilient um, supply chain. And you'll know you're there, you know, when every time one of these events comes along, you don't have to go to Excel, pick up the phone and do it on paper. When, when everything's integrated, the platform gives you end-to-end visibility, you know, you're managing events, you know. And I think events need to become part of the culture. So if you think about it, rather than go to the CEO and sign off a plan for 100 million revenue next week, um, Part of that plan, we should say, and the top five events are back to school in New York, whatever. And next week, when we go then with the plan that says, well, we only did 92 million, we can say, well, it's because the back to school event in New York moved by a week. It's because that's actually moved out two weeks. So, um, and then we can share that context with suppliers. We can share that with customers. And it just moves us to um, a much more um, agile and responsive place. Mm-hmm. Do you have um, any other insight or ideas when it comes to back to school and the supply chain? Not really. I think it just, you know, follows a general general trend towards, mm-hmm. um, you know, platforms, you know, network planning, event-driven scenario planning, and AI. You know, people are looking to deploy AI a lot more. And AI can help, artificial intelligence can help us out with some of this stuff. But I think the basis for AI, if you deploy AI on a typical ERP planning setup. Um, so if you deploy AI over demand planning, well, maybe it can you know, improve your forecast a little bit or give you some insights into price changes or optimize a promotion, but it can't make intelligent redeployment decisions across the network. And, and you can't get the full benefits of AI until you've moved to a kind of platform-based, network-based planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the payback from all of these different events and all of these disruptions is, is pushing lots of companies to go that way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's it's really AI if it's implemented correctly and with the supporting you know solutions and platforms. Yeah, it's exactly it's like the Amazon thing, isn't it? You know, so you've got to have the right data at the right time and right. to make the right decisions. You know, the, the AI can't make the right decisions unless it has the right visibility of the of what's going on in the network to, to see what's going on. Exactly, and you can have tons, and you can have an endless amount of data. But if you're not, if you don't have the right data or the right tool to go through that data, then that doesn't help you either. Yeah, exactly. And I think COVID was a big proof of that shift where typically, you know, mm-hmm. we were quite happy to send to Amazon forecast the last three years of history. Well, come April this year, that, that wasn't doing much good. So we needed to look for, to gain our insights from more and more external data sources. So be that, you know, restaurant bookings, mobility information, all of these data sources became um, much more important. So quickly being able to assimilate that information, having the right information at the right time to gain the, in- to gain the insights to drive the supply chain, um, I think is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me. Um, yeah, I learned, I feel like I learned so much about the Texas Gold year and AI and stuff. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And thank you again for Anthony for stopping by. Uh, tune in every Tuesday for our traditional episodes of Link uh, by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive, plus our Link Live episodes on Wednesdays. Uh, and don't forget to hit subscribe on the Apple and Google playlists so you never miss an episode.